0: Thank the Lord, thank the Lord, thank the Lord praise God. Amen what a great service that we are experiencing today. you know this is probably one of the most exciting churches I've ever been to. You just kind of uh, you know when you when you come to church here at greater life you come with an expectation. And the worship, the excitement, the music, the friendly people and the faces that are here are just really genuine, amen, and uh, it's just been a a pleasure of mine to have been here for, today is eight Sundays, and it's just been a great, great time, Uh, I just feel like that... uh, you know, you have helped me probably more uh, than I've been able to help you. Uh, and we, we're we just so appreciative of the good things of the Lord. Uh, so appreciative of uh, Brother and Sister Hughes that have just been so kind to invite us to come and uh, be with you. And, of course, uh, to this wonderful church, to... The saints of the Lord. And brother Hodges, I I tell you what, it just amazes me that you're able to pick the right songs every Sunday to make it work. And your, your team and your worship team has just been absolutely amazing. Amen. Brother, sister Long, uh, our assistant pastors here. I'm going to tell you what, y'all y'all just have all the right ingredients to keep this thing moving and going. Uh, you know, Brother Sister Hughes have just been our friends for a long, long time. But I want to tell you, he represents you so well. You will never, ever be embarrassed, him or his wife. Anywhere they go or whatever they do, uh, you can just rest assured that they're going to represent you so well. And I know that you are extremely thankful uh, that the Lord has given you 26 years of this great man and his wife. A tremendous, a tremendous thing. And, of course, probably the, the, the best part about that is the best is yet to come. Amen, and uh met your contractor here today and uh just so thankful uh to meet him and uh, I'm, I'm just anxious for you to get the new building and we'll come back and worship the Lord with you and it is going to be great amen well uh, these two messages to this morning and tonight just Prayed about that, sought the Lord uh, that somehow could just say the right thing. It's it's so important to say the right thing, and I, I want to just let God uh, do a healing work here this morning. How about you? Turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter twenty-nine. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 29 and verse uh, 29. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Father, I pray that you would help us today. Just let the presence of the Lord move across our conscience and our soul. Let the Holy Ghost speak to us. Do the work that needs to be done and let the Word of God go forth. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. The Lord bless you. The secret things belong unto the Lord. I'd like to talk to you this morning about the Keeper of Secrets, the Keeper of Secrets. Uh, I have a little granddaughter that's six years old, and she's just the most cheerful, wonderful person in the whole wide world. And when you walk in the room, whatever she's doing, she throws that aside, and she comes, grabs me, and hugs me, and... Uh, if you're a grandparent, you know what that does to you. That just absolutely is the most wonderful feeling in the whole world. But the other day she, she come over, she said, I want to tell you a secret. I said, well, if it's a secret. And she said, I can't tell anybody else this secret. I said, okay, you can trust me. I thought she was going to tell some dirt on her grandmother, you know, or something that kind of hang that over Elaine's head. And she said, I love you. And she went a little bit more. And and that's the secret. Every time she "See, I want to tell you a secret. She has to whisper it in my ear. And she'll probably tell me that if I stay the weekend uh, numerous times. But it's strange, I never get tired of hearing that. And when I read the scripture to you this morning, that says the secret things belong unto the Lord. I want to tell you, he can keep a secret. I don't know who is your trusted friend here today or if you would trust anybody with the depths of your soul. The things that you probably wouldn't want to tell very many people, but You want to sometimes express those things and express those feelings because everybody has a few skeletons in the closet. Probably not one person in this building this morning that would want everything known about your life, past or present. And so we have to pick who we tell things very carefully. Because if you pick the wrong person, next Sunday, everybody will know your secret. <laughs> but there are just some people that they love to have that little little edge, you know, just to say, Oh, yeah, I'm the first one to know that. But they're going to tell that through the church. And when you come back next Sunday, you're going to wonder why everybody is looking at you kind of funny. It's because that secret was not kept. But, you know, there are some people that know things and they will take it to the grave with them. They will never, ever reveal that. It will be something that will be with them forever. I, I remember years ago, I had a dream. And uh, I, I just, I, I dreamed it so vividly. And uh, years went by. I never told it to anybody, not even to my wife, not, not one person because it was just something I said, well, I'm going to hold that. I'm going to keep that. And, and then it, it was probably 15 years later, uh, that happened exactly like I dreamed it. It, it would have been probably a, on my part to say you know the Lord showed me that 15 years ago but I didn't because it was so hurtful and and don't ask me why God gave me that dream about that particular individual and it came to pass years later just like I I don't know the answer to that I just know that God shows us some things that we need to keep to ourselves and listen to what The word of the Lord says, he says, when you repent, how many has ever repented? It better be every hand in this house. (laughs) When you repent, he said, I take those things that you have asked me to keep secret. And I cast them into the sea of forgetfulness. The only thing that God forgets is forgiven sins. So therefore, God does not reveal everything in our life to everybody. Because we have been forgiven of that. And when God forgives us from that, then it is forgotten. Now, you don't have that ability to do that. In fact, some of you sitting here this morning can recall and pull back in your vivid memory everything that your husband has done wrong in the last 25 years. Oh, meddling here a little bit this morning. You can recall that and uh, suddenly uh, it, it just comes gushing forth at the proper time. But yet I remember what you did or what you said. But uh, that means that you got to work a little harder at casting that into the sea of forgetfulness. Because if you tell something to people, it may not be a secret any longer. But I want to tell you something. Every one of us in this building this morning have told things to God that we would not tell to anybody else. Still away in prayer. How wonderful it is to get to that point in God where you realize I need to talk to him. I love prayer rooms, but you know, there's people that listen to what you're saying in there. I like to go to the prayer room and everybody's worshiping and praying and, you know, and just all of that. But there are times when I have to get away with God. There are times when I have to do what the Bible says, enter into the prayer closet. There are just sometimes when I need to tell God a secret. And most of the time it's how dirty and rotten I have been. Sometimes I want to tell God, Lord, you love me, but I don't know why you love me. You saved me, but I don't have a clue of why you saved me. I've been preaching over 50 years, but I still feel unworthy even to stand before you today. But God just wraps his arms around me. And when I get through praying that prayer to God, it just seems like a warm feeling comes over me. And God says, I never make a mistake. I never make a mistake. If you're here this morning and you're living under guilt... And the devil keeps hanging things over your head and your past keeps coming up before you. I want to help you a little bit today. God's able to keep the uttermost secrets. And if you'll ask God to forgive you, only the devil can keep telling you that he has not. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. When God's blood was shed and, and when he forgave us, I want to tell you something. It's forgiven. It's forever there. And how long will God forgive us? You know, there's really no answer to that. And we can just keep coming back. To God. Isn't it amazing how that, uh, if I was to come to you, uh, every day and I would say, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. It wouldn't be long before you would come back to me and say, what are you saying about me? But I can go to God today. I can go to God as many times as I want to today. And I can ask God to forgive me. And you know what? He does. It's our own conscience that sometimes puts us behind the line. But when you tell God something in secret, you can rest assured He will hold it unto the end. When God reveals Himself to us and He comes As he did in Luke chapter number 4 and verse 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the broken hearted. Ever broken hearted person in this building this morning has a secret. And God said, I've come to heal that. When I was praying this week, the Lord just began to open up some things to me. He said, the broken hearted, there's some of us that are emotional wrecks. We have done everything that we know to do because we are emotionally crushed. And because we sometimes have... To deal with our own flesh. And if we're not careful, we'll set God aside. But this is what he said. I've come to heal the emotional people that love me. I want to get this right this morning. Just because there are things in your life that you have not conquered yet. Does not mean that God does not love you. Just because there are things that keep surfacing in your spirit does not mean that God does not love you. You need to take your own advice because you've told other people that have been down and out how much God loves them. But yet you doubt it within yourself because you are emotionally bruised. And when you get that way, it's hard for us to just turn it over to Jesus. I love that song that we used to sing, turn it over to Jesus. Turn it over to Jesus and you'll smile. Whoa, this is a smiling church. But I'm preaching to some folks this morning that's only smiling on the outside. On the inside, you're broken hearted. On the inside, your emotions has gotten the best of you. And you got up this morning and put on the best face you put on uh the the best outward appearance that you can possibly get but underneath that is sackcloth within god sent me here this morning to help you god knows your mind god knows your thinking god made you God made you, and can the creature say to the creator, why have you made me this way? Brother Hughes, I I don't want to get way out of line this morning, but I'm just feeling so strongly that there's people that have asked God, why did you make me the way I am? Why do I have the feelings that I have? Why do I go to church and I feel so good, but I no sooner I get to my car and I'm overwhelmed all over again with the feelings of, of grief and doubt. And, and, and yes, you know what? We really have a, a lot of guilt that we haven't got rid of yet. And this is what the Lord told me to tell you. A bruised reed. He won't destroy. Boy, I got this a long time ago. He loves me. Why don't you say that? He loves me. He loves me. You know, when you come from a broken home like I do, when my father was an alcoholic, and the last time we saw him is when the sheriff come and picked him up from our house and took him to jail. He got out of jail and abandoned my mother and my two brothers and left all of us. And I never saw him again, ever in my life. I grew up with, and this was a long time ago, so uh, broken families was not the normal. But oh my, I kind of had that feeling that nobody's got it like I got it. But one night amazing thing happened. My mother set me and my two brothers on the couch and she got down in front of us. You got to hear me. And she prayed and she broke the family and the generational curse that was upon our family. My God, don't, don't, don't try to tell me this morning that it's still hanging around. I may preaching to some single mothers here today. Let me tell you something. You are the most important person in that child's life because my mother prayed and she broke the generational curse Uh, and not one of us was an alcoholic, not one of us abandoned our family. We all got the Holy Ghost. Every one of us was baptized in Jesus' name because of a praying mother that stood between us and the great dark secret of the world. My God, my God, my God, it 's about to hum. God is about to reveal himself to you in a spectacular way, and listen to what he says. He said, "If you are bruised, I'll tell you what a bruise is. read it this morning. A bruise is beneath the surface it it's 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 the it's the bump it's not the open wound it's beneath the surface and the blood vessels underneath your skin burst and the blood doesn't come running out externally but yet that little black or blue spot shows up internally a bruise comes by a bump Sometimes we'll never know it. Sometimes we don't even pay any attention to it. But you let somebody touch that bruise and we flinch a little bit. You know why? Because it's been hidden beneath the surface for so long until it's easy for somebody to reoffend you. It's easy for somebody to touch that bruise. It's easy because we come to church and we expose everything, but yet there's that little part that we haven't quite given totally to God yet. And so, therefore, it just keeps resurfacing and resurfacing, and it's draining you. Emotionally, it's draining boy. Jesus help man emotionally it's draining you because in your mind you have not completely and totally accepted God's forgiveness for what you've done boy I hate to close out on this note but you are more important than a good message. You are more important to God than me having to get you on your feet and preach some feel-good thing that's going to pass tomorrow. I, I, I want to preach something to you this morning that's going to tell you there's hope. Amen. God knows where you are right now. And I want to tell you something. God knows when you touch Him. God knows when you reach out and when you touch the the hem of his garment they said to the jesus jesus said who touched me he was walking down the street suddenly it was that woman with the issue of blood for 12 years and she could not get healed and here comes jesus walking down the street And she was weaving her way, and the Bible says that she could not get to him because of the press. But Jesus knew that somewhere back there, there was a hurting person. He stopped. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, I'm going to tell you, I felt God stop by here a lot. And I got news for you. He didn't stop here just to look at the people that was running the aisles or falling out in the spirit or all of that kind of stuff. Jesus stops when somebody's hurting. And when this woman was making her way through the crowd, and when she could not get to where he was, he stopped. I want to tell you, God has stopped for Bobby Edwards a lot of time. Because I was pressing through. I was pressing on. I was hurting. I was trying to get to where he was. But he was always one step ahead of me. And I just couldn't quite get to where he was. But oh my God, one day he saw me. And he stopped. Oh, what happens? What happens when Jesus stops? He's waiting on you. <laughs> He's waiting on you that thought you had been left behind. He's waiting on you that has set through eight Sundays of the miraculous move of God, but you have not caught up yet. He's waiting on you because the Holy Ghost is reaching for you. He's waiting on you to say yes. He's waiting on you. to get rid of the guilt he's waiting on you to touch him and brother when you touch him that's what he said you may be seated who (laughs) who touched me we sang it the other night old old song Bill Gaither wrote it years ago he touched me And oh, the joy that filled my soul because he touched me. But you know what? When God touches us, it's the same feeling. And he turned around and he said, who touched me? And the disciples looked at Jesus, the creator of the world. The disciples said, why, Lord? They're pushing and shoving. Everybody's around you and they're just they're throwing you there, they're just bumping into you. But Jesus knows the difference between a push. And a shove. And a touch. <laughs> Woo! And a touch. Oh my God. There's sometimes when we get in such a hurry until we miss that touch. And I want to tell you sometimes a touch is greater than falling out in the spirit. He touched me. And I touched him. He reached down and I reached up. And the bruise. the emotional bruise that has hindered me, suddenly God starts healing it. It's deep inside and nobody can see it. It's underneath the skin, but yet, the blood just keeps pouring into that one spot. And suddenly that brown, black, blue spot shows up and we, oh, I can't let nobody see that. God is able to heal people. That has been sexually abused. God is able to heal things that you have pulled from your past. Even to the church. And when God filled you with his spirit. He still wants to send comfort and peace. Into us. And the only way we can do that is. Tell it to Jesus. He can keep your secret. He don't have to call the angels of the Lord and say, I want to tell you what happened the other Sunday at Greater Life Church. No, 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 no. He can keep a secret. And not only can he keep a secret, he can heal the brokenhearted. And when God starts... When God starts healing the brokenhearted, something starts happening deep within our spirit. And suddenly, you can never be healed on the outside until you start being healed on the inside. And when you start getting healed on the inside, God starts expressing that on the outside. This is where it's going to get deep. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. That bruise is never going to heal until you learn to forgive. You're never going to get any further with God. Until suddenly you realize the importance of forgiveness. And forgiveness is so important. This is what the Bible says. I'll just quote it. If you do not forgive, our heavenly Father will not forgive you. But there's no stronger verse in the Bible. If you feel like you're praying up against a brick wall, and your prayers are not going any further than the ceiling. And you've got all the exterior right. And you've got everything put together. And suddenly you're praying and God says, but what about? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'll move on. You know, I've been hurt. There's not a pastor, Brother Hughes, in the world hasn't been hurt. We really be careful because... We have to stand in front of people every week and lift them up and encourage them. But yet sometimes we're hurt. I went through a difficult time in our church when I walked in our church one Sunday morning. And it was after the greatest division that you could imagine in our church. We went, we, my wife had to get back on the Oregon. We didn't have a song director. We didn't have a Sunday school teacher. We didn't have anybody to run sound. We didn't have Sunday school teachers. We just started back like we did. I led the service and she played the music. It was hurtful. I can't explain to you how I felt, but. After that, I, I received the most intimidating text. <laughs> you know phones are are glued to us, and sometimes we really don 't need them and that 's the time I really didn 't need it. But I started reading that text, and as if i didn 't already know, he started to tell me what a bad pastor I was how I'd misuse things, and on and on and on and on and on. Boy, I just laid that down. I thought I prayed through over it. Much went by. Went to the prayer room one day, and the Lord said, Have you forgiven that person? Oh, yes, sir. (laughs) I have forgiven. (laughs) God said... Erase the text. I said, but God, I might need this. This is, I, I, I might need to show the church board this. I might need to, yeah, this guy has put me and threw me under the bus and the bus run over me. And God said, you have it forgiven. I'm going to tell you something. I pulled out my phone. I scrolled, I didn't read the text again because I done read it enough. It had made me so mad, so despondent, so discouraged. I just, I said, here it is. And God said, erase it. When I started erasing that, you know how you punch that little X and when it got to the last line, and I'm not exaggerating, I felt so wonderful. I threw the phone one way, and I started dancing and shouting in the total opposite direction. So you know what? Forgiveness. 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 You're never getting any further with God than where you are right now until you forgive. And when you get to that point and place in God, when God says, erase it. It may not be a text on your phone, but it may be indelibly stamped in your mind and on your heart. And you may be so broken hearted and you've put on a good front in front of everybody. But the one who sees in secret is never going to reveal it to anybody. You don't have to stand in front of this congregation and confess that. But you might want to get by yourself with God. And you might want to say, oh, God. And you might want to say like the psalmist David, when I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, he was with me. You might want to say like the psalmist David said, he is restoring my soul. You might want to get to that place when you said, I'm going to put all things behind me. I'm not going to look behind me. I'm going to put everything else behind me. And I'm going to press toward the mark. And the prize and the high calling of God because God can keep a secret. God can keep a secret. I'm quitting. I'm not through, but I'm feeling a, I'm feeling a touch in the Holy Ghost. God's doing a work here this morning that I could never do. I locked myself in my office at our church. And I said, "God, I've been there 7 weeks. I've preached just about everything I know to preach." He said, "But you got to reach for that one person." Or maybe 10. Or maybe 15. Who knows? Who knows how long we've carried. That secret. And here's. I'm not a prophet. And I'm not the son of a prophet. But here's why you haven't. Told it to Jesus. Because you don't trust anybody. You haven't learned. The value of trust. You've been hurt so deep within you. That you've just kind of built up that outer crust and wall. And you haven't learned the value of trustworthiness. So what you're bringing to God is saying. I trust you with some things. But I don't trust you with everything. May I tell you something this morning? God is not flesh and blood. God can keep a secret. You don't even have to come up this morning, fall, pray, tears run down your face. All you got to do is learn to trust him. God, first of all, I want to forgive that person that's done me wrong. And then I want you to heal the bruised and the brokenhearted. And let the miracle working of God start from the inside and working its way out. Would you stand with me? But the God knows where you are. <laughs> oh, I, something inside of me wants to say, forgive me, but Something in my spirit says, I'm on the right track. Something deep down in my spirit says, somebody is right here today that's saying, God, I need you so much. I'm almost to let go and I need you so much. And God is saying, trust me. Woo. Trust me. Come on, you've trusted God with your finances. You've trusted God with everything from A to Z. Why don't you trust God to keep a secret? Why don't you get rid of the load that you're carrying this morning? Whoa. Why don't you get rid of the load that's weighting you down and pulling you down uh, and give it to God and know that when God takes that burden off of you, it's forever cast in the sea of forgetfulness and nobody will ever dig it up again. If you feel that way, why don't you step out right now? That's it. Why don't you step out right now? Oh God Tis so Oh God Yes To trust in Hallelujah God, Just to take Him Yes, come on Come on, saints Just to rest Upon Him Amen.